Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to read. We're going to be praying at this time. And I'd like to read the prayer points. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. We're going to be praying for the Church of Jesus Christ and the unstoppable spread of the good, good news into every place of human habitation. Psalm 67 verse 2 says, Send us around the world with the news of your saving power and your eternal plan for all mankind. Mark 16, 15 to 16 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. We're going to be praying for the church of Jesus Christ around the world. We're going to be praying that everyone, member of the body of Christ, is steadfast, zealous, and rightly positioned by the Holy Ghost to function as a soldier in God's army. We'll pray for the unstoppable spread of the gospel to the nations, cities, workplaces, homes, and every sphere of human endeavor. There is a rapid and continual spread of the good news of Jesus Christ. We're going to be thanking God for the guidance of the Holy Ghost and the ministry of angels as we propagate this good news. Thanking God for the confirmation of his word with an outpouring of the spirit and the miracles that follows. The church is marching on, growing stronger and bigger. The whole world belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, the body of Christ is in charge now and always. Let us begin to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Oh Lord, we bless your holy name. We worship you, oh God. We thank you for the unstoppable spread of your gospel all around the world. Ligas Afraka Dejtos Kabaya is a new season. Is a new time, hallelujah. And the spread of the gospel is easy everywhere around the world, touching every life, every human habitation, every office, every home, every village, every city. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you, hallelujah, because Jesus is Lord of the whole world. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on where you're connected from at this time. You are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Amarok for the opportunity to always lead the saints of God in a time of intercessory prayer. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Today is our countdown to the anniversary of the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. I hope you're excited. So today we're starting a set of, I hope you saw the invites and we are going to be going right into it. Worship, praise, prayer, testimonies. Over to you, dear Sister Grace, to lead us in a segment of praise and worship. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Thank you so much, um, esteemed Pastor Debbie, for that session of prayer. And thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to have done this from 2021 to now. Thank you so much, ma. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Good evening, depending on where you're connected from at this time. Oh, Jesus is worthy of our praise. He is most holy. He is holy. He is high and exalted. Go ahead and lift up your hands and worship him. Oh, Lord, we give you praise. From the depth of our hearts, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to stand in your presence. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Gracious Father, God of glory, there is no one like you. Beautiful Savior, wonderful Father, there is no one like you. Gracious Father, Lord of glory, there is no one like you. Beautiful Savior, wonderful Father, there is no one like you. Lord, I stand in awe of your mighty works, beauty of creation. You are holy God and gracious to me. I worship you. Lord, we stand in awe of your mighty works, beauty of creation. You are holy God and gracious to me. I worship you. Hey, gracious Father, Lord of glory, there is no one like you. Beautiful Savior, wonderful Father, there is no one like you. Lord, I stand in awe of your mighty works, the beauty of creation. You are greatly, though you are greatly to be praised. I worship you. Lord, I stand in all of your mighty works, beauty of creation. You are holy, oh God, and gracious to me. I worship you. Lord, we thank you for the things you've done, the battles we have won. Bakaya, you are great and greatly to be praised. Almighty God, Lord, I thank you for the things you've done, the battles we have won. You are great and greatly to be praised. Almighty God, 
Lord, we thank you for the works you've done, the battles we have won in your name. You are great and greatly to be praised, Almighty God. Lord, we thank you for the things you've done, the battles we have won. You are great and greatly to be praised, Almighty God. Lord, I stand in of your mighty works, beauty of creation. You are holy, God, and gracious to us. We worship you. Lord, we stand in awe of your mighty works, the beauty of creation. You are great, oh God. You're gracious to me. I worship you. Lord, I stand in awe of your mighty works, the beauty of creation. You are holy, God, and gracious to me. I worship you. Lord, I stand in all of your mighty works, beauty of creation. You are holy, God, gracious to me. I worship you. Lord, I thank you for the things you've done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. Um, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to handle this segment. Praise the Lord. Okay, so today is day one of our Thanksgiving, and we are counting up to our one-year anniversary, praise God. Okay, so right now, we are going to be taking testimonies, and um, I have two people here. I don't know if Sister Susan is online, praise God, Sister Susan Taleni. Taleni. Praise God. Do we have Sister Susan online? Okay, please kindly unmute yourself. Good. Yes, good morning. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Are you able to hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Good morning. Please uh, go ahead. Good morning. Okay, so my testimony. So... Every time, you know, when Sister Maga said that we should declare and we should speak the word. So uh, I wanted a new job and then I decided I'm going to set a date. So I told myself that from the 1st of January, I need to have a new job and I'm not going to go back to my old company. So every time then I would pray and then I, I decided this time I'm not going to fast for the job. 
Because sometimes we do things and we are doing it out of frustration. So I'm like, I'm just going to pray and leave it to the Lord. So every day when I would go to work, I would always declare that this will be my last day. I will not come back in 2021. So I started telling my colleagues, I won't be coming back. And then they'll be like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I won't be coming back in 2022. So they thought it was a joke. And then uh, I was uh, listening to a certain message that was speaking on soul tying. And one of the highlights was to say that soul tying is always not just between relationship, but it can be between your boss and yourself, or it can be between parents. And he was saying, sometimes we don't progress because there are people who keep us. So he was like, you need to learn to break ties everywhere. So I, I started praying and breaking ties to say that I'm not gonna be here. And then for the first time in three years, I got an interview and I've been applying, applying, but I never get, got an interview. Then I went for the interview and I always tell myself that I don't feel an interview. So I've never felt an interview. So when I went for the interview and then I didn't know most of the answers because when I applied, I used a wrong um, attachment. So when they called me for the interview, I was not sure what was the job because they just said, you are coming for the job that you've applied. When I look at the application, I used a wrong attachment. So I was not really sure what job it was. So when I went there, they were asking me some of the things I didn't know. So I kept telling them, I really don't know. I really don't know. So when I went home, uh, I decided, ah, I, I felt bad. I'm like, ah, since I'm not going to get this job, why not just send them an email? So I sent them an email. Uh, I went to Google all the answers and then I sent them an email to say, okay, look, here's all the questions you were asking me and here's the answers to the things that you're asking me in the interview that I could not respond to. So they just say thank you for the attachment and then they didn't get back to me. So they said they were going to get back to people after two weeks. So after two weeks, I called them and then they were like, no, we still didn't select anybody. I'm like, oh, okay. So I still kept telling people, I'm not coming back in 2022. I will find something, but I'm not coming back. So just few few days on the 23rd, and then they called me and then they're like, no, we're actually closing today, but we would like you to start on the 1st of January. I'm like, huh? It's like, yes, we know you should notice uh, after your interview, we actually, uh, um, our dean yeah. of students said they want you. He doesn't want anybody else. And I'm like, but I didn't know almost anything in the interview. It's like, yes, I don't know what she saw in you, but she wants you. Susan, I'm you like, have just oh. a minute more to go. Okay. Sorry. So yeah. then I, so exactly on the 1st of January, I got an offer letter. So as I kept declaring the 1st of January, the Lord came through and as we are speaking, I started a new job and everything. And then when I went there, I told them I'm not gonna be an assistant. So when I went there, they were like, no, we didn't find a manager. So we'll train you and then we'll see how things go. So as I'm declaring, but in three months by my probation, I'm going to get that promotion. Thank you. That is my testimony. Wow, hallelujah, praise God. Thank you so much, Sister Susan, for sharing your testimony. Indeed, the word of God works, praise God. Thank you. Okay, right now, I'd like to welcome the esteemed Sister Maka for the next segment. Thank you so much, Ma. Over to you. 
Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Calling those things as be not as though they were. Glory. Congratulations, Sister Suzanne. It's amazing. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, we have a lot of testimonies. We'll still take some testimonies later. So I'm welcoming you all to our three days of Thanksgiving as we count up to our anniversary on the 17th of January. It's been one year of daily devotion in this house. We haven't missed a day. And we have seen the word of God build us up in massive ways. You know, on every side, we have experienced the impacts, the transformation, the increase by the word. And we're here to give thanks to God as we pray the prayer of thanksgiving, as we praise as we, you know, um, share our testimonies of thanksgiving and also give our offering of thanksgiving, praise God. This moment is called um, Beyond the Written Pages, and it's that um, moment of change. And um, anybody can actually raise their hands for this segment. We have um, about um, eight, seven minutes for this segment, or more than that, I think. And the, the goal is to give as much people as possible the opportunity to share. What was that moment of change for you? You know, many of you read the Bible, so it's not like this is your first time of reading the Bible. But, and then many of you also read your Rhapsody. It's not your first time of having to read the Rhapsody. But beyond the written pages, there were, there were those days, or there was that day, when a scripture or something in Rhapsody came alive, it, it, it became spirit and life. You know, it is actually spirit and life, but it is about how much of it you allow into you. So what was that moment of change for you beyond the written pages? What was that day or what was that moment when suddenly a scripture or a passage in the Rhapsody came so alive to you that it transformed you, and from that day, you became a different person. If you have such testimonies, we'd like you to raise your hand. For some, it might be more than one article. It might also be, like, for me, like, every day, I can tell you a passage of the scripture, something in the scripture, you know, that transformed me. Praise God. I'm supposed to be seeing all hands up for this segment. It's more of a testimony segment, but you want to refer to certain moments, you know, at what point in your journey did you experience that amazing change that turned you into a whole new person and set your life on a different course? Maybe it provoked you to do something. For some of you, maybe the seven days prayer and fast that you did, you know, based on the instruction in this place and how it started the year for you, how it changed a lot for you. For some of you, it might be a case of, oh, the people in my aeon, you know, as I began to fellowship, um, certain people just started disconnecting from me and it seemed like I was free to become the person that God wanted me to be. So who wants to share? Who wants to go first? My moment of change. If there's nobody in the segment, that means we have been meeting here every day without. Okay, Pastor Oyinye, Sister Excel, fantastic. Okay, Pastor Oyinye, omit from your end. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. 
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I want to say a big thank you. I have so many moments of change, but there's one that recently really got to me that I had to go back and read my rhapsody again. Since then, I've been carrying my rhapsody up and down because any opportunity I get, I'll have to open it and look at it again. It's on Monday 10th that um, Sister Maka was sharing with us one spirit with him. You know, there was something that really, really got to me. Um, every, all the scripture, everything, but my own interpretation, you know, when Sister Maka interpreted this, Sister Maka said she was screaming. And the same thing for me, I screamed because I really never had talked about it like this. When he said, you are, now you are the, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. He said, that means you are def, you are def, definite members, describable members. You occupy a special place, a recognizable place in the body of Christ. This is extraordinary. You know, when he now went further to describe about being in a relationship, that your body is joined together, meaning there's no you or there's no Jesus. Both of you are joined. Immediately I told, I said, Jesus, you know, and I told, I, at that moment, I knew that I, I can never be sick again. And I told the devil, I told the devil something. I said, wait, if by any reason, maybe by my words, by my action, and anything you think, maybe that there's a reason why I should be sick, is illegal because I don't have a right to tell you anything because my body is not my own. I'm sharing it with somebody right now. So if you think that what I said or something that will make you think I can be sick, it's, it's illegal, it's not legal, it's not binding. The only person that has a right to tell you about my body is Jesus Christ. Because my body is on my own. It's like telling, giving out words not your own. If you're not come and collect it, it's not, it's not yours. So if by my words, by my action, for any reason, you thought that, ah, she told, like Job, you say Job, Job kept saying that he was not safe, you know, by his words. I say if you think by any reason or any action that you, you are, is not, is impossible. You can't, is my body is not even my own. Then another part that got to me that that when it's talked about the glories, that um, let me read that part. He said, he said, but since his body is in heaven, Paul says, if you are joined to the Lord, you are one spirit, because through the spirit you can make available to your body the glories of his resurrected body. I screamed again because I thought to myself, the glories of his resurrected body. I now said to myself that. One of the glories of his resurrected body was, they said that the spirit incubated on his body, that his body came alive. His body came alive. That means, and through the spirit, I have that glory. It's connected. That my body is alive as a result of being one. So there is no me and there is no Christ. It's just, if you are looking at our body, it's joined. It's like trying to cut, cut meat and you are not seeing where to cut it from. There's no, there's no difference, you know. Since that the end time I have time, I'll just open my rhapsody. And that the communion look, communion became more, more um significant to me. Hallelujah. I carry communion every time in my body. Some people in my office ask, do you have communion? Is that it's not a criteria. Communion is in my bag, communion is on my table, communion is in my fridge. Because in my mind, this is, God. this is it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I understand what this testimony means to Pastor Onyine when she says that I knew from that day that I will never be sick again. You see, we must all come to that moment in our life when we stand our ground of faith. Remember Rhapsody yesterday, right? He said, don't drop the shield. Keep it up. Take it up and keep it up. Many Christians give up their faith. So they drop the shield of faith and they don't understand why it seems like there are arrows from everywhere. When he says the fiery darts, he was talking about arrows. Then it seems as though there's something hitting you from here, hitting you from here. When you drop a shield at the battlefront, every arrow can hit you. When you understand the spirituality of life, you would take your Christianity seriously and you would understand that it is your responsibility, it's not God's. Is it God that dropped the shield? Sister Excel, you have a minute. If you can share your testimony in one minute. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you so very much, Ma, for this wonderful opportunity. I'll just go straight to the point. Um, for me, it was one of the sessions that... Um, Pastor Debbie was taking the prayer session in the morning. And I actually went back to share this testimony with her. And during that meeting, she just, or during that prayer, she just kept on saying, as she was rounding up, says, don't distract yourself. Stop distracting yourself. Stop distracting yourself. Ma, those words pierced my heart because it was me she was talking to. You see, um, I had a couple of things that were going on then. You know, just as you spoke about, some people just started falling off naturally because I'm a peace seeker and I was wondering, how am I going to do this? So these were individuals actually. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? <laughs> it, it just happened. It happened. <laughs> it happened in a twinkle of an eye. There was no conversation. There was no drama. I said, God, the fact that she said that it was us distracting ourselves, it wasn't these people or these things distracting us. It was actually us entertaining these things and distracting ourselves. And if care was not taken, it might have led to my destruction. Mm. And I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful. Thank you so much, Ma, for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much, Pastor Debbie. I love you so dearly. Praise God. Thank you for sharing your testimony. Sister Amarachi, you have a minute. Please go ahead. Sister Amarachi, are you there? Your one is already counting. Go ahead, please. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning, everybody in the house. I'm grateful to be in this group. Mine, I have so many reasons and so many things to talk of. I was in the mood of depression when I was introduced by Sister Chien and him. Then my mom just gave up the ghost in my hands. I was like disappointed. I ought to have raised this woman. What happened? The Is it just me? Because I can't hear Sister Amara. Okay, I can't hear. Okay. 
Another thing is there is one thing, Sister Mara, it's about communion. Is in this devotion that I learned the strength and the ability and the power in communion. And that has helped me a lot. One other thing is on 18th of December, esteemed brother John taught us about, he was prophesying about health. He made mention of almost everything that I've been praying to God about. And since then, I noticed a newness of life in me. And December, that very night, Pastor Chris was praying. He said, list everything you need to be attended to and pray over it. As I was praying, I closed my eye. I saw God. I just saw an organ packaged on my left-hand side. And God said, here is it. Here is your organ. Pick it. And everything is balanced. And since experienced a lot of changes and so many other things he has just been placing them. So many things I can't tell you because I have one minute to talk about it. But I'm grateful to God who has (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. God is faithful who has called us. Hallelujah. And you know, there's something about a testimony. When you are hearing a testimony being shared, be conscious that the grace that produces a testimony is available and you can make contact with it. For instance, when Sister Susan shared her testimony, she put a timeline to her miracle. You can also exercise that grace Remember that faith is the password into grace. So it stirs faith into your heart and it gives you the same password that she used to assess the place of grace. Praise God. We're going into today's Rhapsody of Realities and title of today. <laughs> it seems like there's war. <laughs> Rema for war. Bala posa tabaya. Somebody's about to take something that rightfully belongs to them about to seize it, glory to God, and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, Ephesians 6, 17 to 18. In our previous study, we learned about the armor of God, and particularly about our defensive paraphernalia, as listed in Ephesians 6, 14 to 17. You know, you need to read um, that passage. It tells you about all that you require, the whole armor that a Christian needs daily because we daily wake up to war. We're daily at war. In fact, I can't even say wake up to war because even when you are sleeping, war is happening. Your spirit doesn't sleep, praise God. So you need to get all the armor, you know, in that particular um the particular scripture from Ephesians 6, 14 to 17. Of all the seven pieces of this armor, so there are seven of them and you can actually list them out. So if there's somebody who actually has the list, you can post it on the chat room for us. Of all the seven pieces of this armor, only one is for the offensive and that's the sword of the spirit. You know, there's defensive armor and there's offensive armor. So um, a defensive armor is what you use to defend yourself against what the enemy throws at you. An offensive armor is what you throw at the enemy, is what you shoot out. So you are not trying to defend yourself in that place. You are the one that is attacking the enemy. 
So it's telling you that that particular sword, that particular armor is the sword of the spirit. And that sword of the spirit is the word of God. And that is the Rema of God. Rema is the Greek translated word in this verse. Rema is a now word, a personal word for the moment concerning you. So even now, as we go through this rhapsody together, you are going to get a Rema word that is for the now, that by the end of today has produced a testimony for you, that would even produce a testimony for you instantly that would have materialized by the end of today. Rema is a now word, a personal word from the moment for the moment concerning you. It's different from the logos of God, which is God's word in general. The Bible admonishes us to take Rema and win with it. Take Rema and win with it. How? By talking. Rema is the spoken word. It is inspired. It is the inspired utterance of the word of God from your mouth. Whereas logos by comparison is more, seasoned, is more reasoned than inspired. So it's like reasoning the word, you know, when you read, when you read, for instance, and you you know, as you read, you're processing the word in your mind. Remember, your mind is a doorway to your spirit. If you've studied um, the power of your mind, you don't understand what I'm saying. So you can be processing logos in the place of your mind. But, you know, um, Rema is the door. Um, I said that the mind is a doorway to your spirit. It becomes Rema when it has penetrated the door into your spirit. That is your heart. Praise God. The Bible describes the Rema of God as the sword of the spirit. A sword symbolizes judgment and a readiness to attack. A sword symbolizes judgment and a readiness to attack. Have you ever seen um, the, the symbol of justice for the, for the legal um, um, institution? You will notice that, um, yeah, um, um, if I'm not wrong, there's a sword on one hand, right? And then there's something again, is it a weight? Um, this weight stuff, like a balance weight on the, on the other side. Am I right? Or what symbol has the sword? Praise God. So it tells you that um, a sword symbolizes judgment and a readiness to attack. It's thus an offensive weapon that you direct not at yourself, but towards the adversary. In our opening verse, Paul shows us how to use the Rema, how to use Rema to wage a good warfare. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This is a different kind of rema. It's a rema of war. When the Bible tells us to take the sword of the spirit, that's a militant expression. It's letting us know we're not just supposed to be on the defensive, but to constantly mount attacks on the forces of evil. You know, um, there are many of us who wait until something goes wrong before we get into night all night prayers or when we need something, like how there was a time I was saying that many of you, if you look back and you review your life, you will discover that the times when you prayed longest, the times when you had to do honored prayers, most of the times when you had to fast and pray for a long time is because you were looking for something. So it seemed like your health has been attacked and you wanted it back. It seemed like, oh, you had been married for eight years, no child, and now you want a child. So now you're fasting, now you're praying. 
those are defensive mechanisms that a Christian puts up to get something back that has already been taken away from them. Offensive, nothing has to be taken. You just want to, you are exercising your, your territorial possession. It says you are the one attacking. Have you done an all-night prayer before where you are just making proclamations, claiming cities, claiming souls, claiming territories for the kingdom, claiming wealth? You know, we're all children of God and all of us have access to God's wealth, but somebody can claim more than some. And there are many who have refused to claim. So some of us have to claim it on their behalf so that it can be used for the kingdom before the rapture. So you are constantly mounting attacks on the forces of evil. Yesterday at the Your Love World, we were praying and we we're talking how that Satan should take his hands off our youth, off our teenagers, off our children, off our nation. And we're calling our nations one by one. That was offensive attack. As we pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, we utter words of faith directed to whatever it is we want to effect changes in and also against the forces of darkness and the powers of evil. Is your organization mounting pressure on you to take a position against God's word? Is the government in your country enacting policies that are unfavorable to the gospel? Don't give up and don't get worn out. You are the one to wear the devil out. Resist him with the spoken word. What does it mean to wear out? You know, um, parents, or even if you may not be married, but you probably have younger ones or younger cousins, nieces or nephews, where you probably live with an elder sister or an elder brother. And you know how a kid comes to you and say, auntie, uncle, I want to watch cartoon. You are watching another channel. And then they come, uncle, auntie, I want to watch cartoon. And then you are first acting like you're not listening to the person, like you just want him to, when he sees that you're not going to answer him, he will probably just leave you. But there are those younger ones, there are those kids, there are those um, cousins that you must answer them. So they will be on you and they are disturbing you. So even what you are watching, you are no longer you know, enjoying it because of the, this little child that has decided to disturb you. And it gets to a point, the child wears you out and then you give in. Like, I beg, I beg, I beg. This child, I don't have energy for your drama today. Take, see, you have 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, you go, go and sleep. I want to watch whatever it is I'm watching. What the child did at that moment is wear you out. The Bible talked about a judge who there's a woman who the, um, her husband had passed on and they had come to pick her two children in replace for the debts that her husband was owing them, you know, before he died. And the Bible says she will come every day to the judge and say, judge, see what is happening. Won't you do something about it? Won't you do something about it? And the Bible recorded that the judge said that even me, myself, I don't send anybody. I don't care about anybody's matter. But this woman, if I don't answer her, she will come here every day and she will wear me out. And, you know, Jesus was using it as a symbolic uh, example for those of us who feel like, who, who, who pray, you know, to a, a heavenly father and was saying that, if a judge would say this, to say that, ah, please, I don't want this woman to wear me out. I would answer her so that she can go. How much more your heavenly father? Would he answer you at the moment of prayer? And God doesn't want us to even wear him out. God doesn't want us to pray, 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 pray. Then you will not see that, ah, these people have disturbed me so much. Let me answer their prayer. He said, for everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who seeks, found, finds. The one who knocks, the door is opened unto him. 
the moment that you pray, he said, you have received. If you read through the scriptures. So our God is better than man. He's better than the kings of this world. And he's faithful. He's just. He's true to his words. And he's good. He's gracious. He's kind. You know, he wants to give good things to his children. And he already has given good things to his children. So he's telling us, don't let the devil wear you out. Like you see, um, you see this whole, um, um, there was a lady who made a statement, say, ah, um, this pastor, um, this um, matter on vaccine and COVID, ah, is, it, is that the only thing pastor is going to be um, talking about right now? Of course, she was cautioned and, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure what followed after it, she will never forget. You know, but I, I'm saying that don't be in that space where you're feeling like, have we not flogged this matter a long time? We're wearing the devil out. Because in the world, maybe you don't watch the news, which I don't advise you to. If you want to know what's happening, watch Love World News because they'll tell you the news from the gospel perspective. If you watch the likes of CNN, they will only sow fear into your heart. If they're not talking about COVID-19 and the deaths that are happening around the world, they are sharing news of the other disasters, how there was a wildfire in this place, how there was um, a, 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 um, a flood in this place, all those things that spread fear and sow the seed of fear into you. And where this fear of faith dissipates. So I would not say go and watch CNN. But there's so much that the devil is doing to wear us out. He's not going to be the one to wear us out. We will wear him out. For instance, imagine yesterday how a man of God was talking about the fact that the Pope wants to change Christmas from 25th. And we have warned him. If he likes, he should declare it. He does not own the world. We own the world and we run the world. Share it to your mouth now. You say you change Christmas Day. We are telling you that we have decided that 25th of December is our own Christmas. And that's the day we'll celebrate it. Come and beat us if you can. You know that kind of statement when you say, I did my house, come beat me. So... Brothers and sisters, wear the devil out on your matter. What is that matter that seems like the devil will not get his hands off? Deal with him. Show him that you were built for eternity. You are strong on the inside. There's a God who existed before creation and would exist after creation. And that God lives inside of you. Let God in you be your sustaining stamina. Don't give up. Use all your weapons. Use the name of Jesus. Use the word of God in your mouth. Use the communion. Use your tongues. Your tongues of fire. When you speak in tongues, you are throwing darts, fiery darts at the devil. Wear him out and tell him that you were born for such a time as this. Like for daring, for the things that the devil has done to Africa for many years. I'm coming for him. I'm strategizing to so deal with him. See, eh, as one man, I would deal with the devil before the rapture. And I'm saying it, they can hear me. The devil can hear me, his courts can hear me. I will mess them up. For daring to do the things that they did in 2020, I'm coming for them. So don't give up. Don't get worn out. You are the one to wear the devil out. Resist him with your spoken word. What I just did was, I, I spoke. You have your mouth, I have my mouth. And don't fight thoughts with thoughts. Fight thoughts with words. The devil is trying to say things into your head. Shout at him. Shout at him. Praise God. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy at this moment to take us through the further study, the Rhapsody prayer, confession, and then the one-year Bible reading plan. Afterwards, Brother John will come up. Thank you so much, everyone. God bless you. Happy anniversary. 
Is Sister Joy not online? Okay, so I'm just going to um, like probably be taking that for her, but please, if she comes online, let her raise her hand so I can see her. Praise God. My Sister Joy is online, but she needs to be made a co-host. Uh, but she's not raising her hand. She's not online. She's not online. She's not. Okay, so I'm going to take the further study for today, 15th. Um, the further study is First John 4:4. 4, 4. Ye are God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Joshua 1 and verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. But thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Hebrews 4 and verse 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I wish I could share something about this. But what I would say is, brothers and sisters, there comes a time in your life when you don't even, you feel like um, even yourself, you don't trust yourself and you don't probably believe that these things you can change in them. You may not trust yourself, but trust the word. It's telling you that the word is quick. It will be quick in penetrating into you if you allow it to get to you. It will be powerful enough to change it. He said it is sharper. You know the way, I, I, I don't know, except, except supernatural people. If you use a two-edged sword as defined in this place, as sharp as it is, if you, if you use it with force to pierce any human being, you will stab the human being. The knife will go in very well. It's telling you that the word of God is sharper than that two-edged sword. The way the two-edged sword must penetrate the person if you target the person and stab the person. That word of God can enter anybody. He said, it is sharper. He said, to the piercing, even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It will divide soul, it will divide spirit. He said, joints and marrow. You know, um, bone marrows, there's a way they are inside the bone. You cannot, you, can, you basically cannot separate them. You have to break the bone to begin to separate them. He said, the word of God is sharp enough to separate joints and marrow he said and he's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart the word of god will discern you it will study you for those, remember the word of god made you so it's telling you that see you can trust this word to change you he says sister Maka, i've been like this for many years i cannot change forget it i cannot change now lie the word of god can change you that's what the scripture is telling you depend on the word it can change you Let's take our affirmation. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I exercise dominion over the forces of darkness and I cut down their activities in my city and nation. I take charge from the realm of the spirit today, speaking words of victory, prosperity, health, and strength with the word of God in my mouth. I triumph gloriously, reigning and prevailing over all circumstances, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is Sister Joy online now? Okay, I need a, I need a volunteer. 
open house. Who wants to volunteer to take the New Testament? Is Sister Kaisa online? Sister Kaisa, if you're online, please, please raise your hand. Okay, Pastor Oinye, you take the New Testament then. And we are reading from Matthew 11, one, verse 1 to 30. So Brother Martins is show, showing it on the screen. I'm not, if you want to follow Brother Martins' own, you can, but I would advise you open your own Bible so that you are not waiting at any point in time for the screen to move before you read. So we're reading in the, in the Passion Translation, that's TPT, Matthew 11, 1 to, 1 to 30. Uh, okay. Thank you, Ma, for the opportunity. After Jesus finished giving instructions to his 12 disciples, he went on to minister in different villages throughout the region. Now, while John the baptizer was in prison, he heard about the wonderful deeds of Christ. So he sent his disciples to ask him this question. Are you really the one the prophet said would come? Or should we wait for another? Jesus answered them, give John this report. The blind see again. The crippled walk. Lepers are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised back to life. And the poor broken now. And the poor and broken now hear of the hope of salvation. And tell John that the blessing of heaven comes to those who are not offended over me. As they were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What kind of man did you see when you went out into the wilderness? Did you expect to see a man who would be easily intimidated? Who was he? Did you expect to see a man decked out in the splendid fashion of the day? Those who wear fancy clothes live like kings in palace. Or did you encounter a true prophet out in the in the lo sorry in the lonely wilderness? Yes, John was a prophet like those of the past, but he was he is even more than that. He was the fulfillment of this scripture. See, I'm sending my prophetic messenger who will go ahead of me and prepare hearts to receive me. For I tell you the truth, throughout the history, there has never been a man who surpassed John the baptizer. Yet the list of those who now experience heaven's kingdom will become even greater than he. From the moment John steps onto the scene until now, the realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and passionate people have taken hold of his power. From all the prophets and the Torah prophesied until John appeared. If you can receive this truth, John is the Elijah who was destined to come. So listen and understand what I'm telling you. How could I describe the people of this generation? You are like children playing games on the playground, yelling at their playmates. You don't like it when we want to play wedding, and you don't like it when we want to play funeral. You will neither dance nor mourn. Why is it that when John came to you, neither feasting nor drinking wine, you said he has a genuine in him? Yet when the Son of Man came and went to feast and drank wine, you said, Look at this man. He is nothing but a griffon and a drunkard. He spends all his time with tax collectors and other sinners. But God's wisdom will become 
will become visible by those who embrace it. Jesus criticized unrepentant cities. Then Jesus began to openly denounce the cities where he had done most of his mighty miracles because the people failed to turn away from sin and return to God. He said, how tragic it will be for the city of Chorazin and how horrible for the city of Bethsaida. For if the powerful miracles that I performed in Chorazin and Bethsaida had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have humbled themselves and repented and turned from their sins. Tyre and Sidon will be, will be better off on judgment day than you. And Capernaum, do you really think you'll be exalted because of these great miracles I've done there? No, you'll be brought down to the depths of hell because of your rejection of me. For if the miracles I worked in your streets were done in Sodom, it could still be standing today. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for this region of Sodom in the day of judgment that it will be for you. Jesus invites everyone to come. Then Jesus exclaimed, Father, thank you for you are Lord, the supreme ruler over heaven and earth. And you have hidden the great revelation of your authority from those who are proud and think they are wise and unveiled. It's Easter to little children. Yes, Father, you have chosen this gracious plan to extend your kingdom. You have entrusted me with all that you are and all that you have. No one fully and intimately knows the Son except the Father. And no one fully and intimately knows the Father except the Son. But the Son is able to unveil the Father to every, anyone he chooses. Are you weary, carrying a heavy body? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I'm your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you will discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Oyinye. Over to you, Brother John, for the next segment. Praise God. Okay, um, the Old Testament segments. Thank you so much, Pastor Nye. Uh, Thank you, Esther Mamara, for this opportunity. We're in the book of Genesis, chapter 36 and 37. Um, for this Old Testament, we are using the Living Bible unless we have a book that has been translated in the Passion Translation. Praise God. Here is a list of the descendants of Esau, also called Edom. Esau married three local girls from Canaan, Ada, daughter of Elon, the Hittites, Oholibama, Oholibama, daughter of Anna and granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivites, Bezmath, his cousin, she was a daughter of Ishmael, the sister of Nebaoth. Esau and Ada had a son named Eliphaz. Esau and Bezmat had a son named Reuel. Esau and Oholibama had sons named Josh, Jalam, and Korah. All these sons were born to Esau in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives, children, 
household servants, cattle, and flocks, all the wealth he had gained in the land of Canaan, and moved away from his brother Jacob to Mount Seir. But there was not land enough to support them both because of all their cattle. Here are the names of Esau's descendants, the Edomites, born to him in Mount Seir, descended from his wife, Ada, born to her son, Eliphaz, where Teman, Omar, Zephor, Gatam, Kenaz, Amalek, born to Timna, Eliphaz, concubine. Esau also had grandchildren from his wife, Bismarck, born to her son, Reuel, Naha, Zerah, Shammah, Mizah. Verse 15, Esau's grandchildren became the heads of clans as listed here. The clan of Timan, the clan of Omar, the clan of Zipho, the clan of Kinas, the clan of Korah, the clan of Gatam, the clan of Amalek. The above clans were the descendants of Eliphaz, the oldest son of Esau, and Ada. The following clans were the descendants of Reuel, born to Esau and his wife Bismarck, while they lived in Canaan, the clan of Naha, the clan of Zerah, the clan of Shammah, the clan of Mizah. And these are the clans named after the sons of Esau and his wife Oholibama, daughter of Anna, the clan of Jeush, clan of Jalam, the clan of Korah. These are the names of the tribes that descended from Seir, the Horite, one of the native families of the land of Seir the tribe of Lotan, the tribe of Shoba, the tribe of Zibion, the tribe of Anna, the tribe of Dish, the tribe of Isa, the tribe of Dishan. The children of Lotan, the son of Seir, were Hore and Heman. Lotan had a sister, Timna. The children of Shoba, Aval, Manahath, Ibal, Shifo, Onam, the children of Zibion, Aya, Anna, this is the boy who discovered a hot springs in the wasteland while he was grazing his father's donkeys. The children of Anna, Dishon, Oholibama. The children of Dishon, Henda, Ishbam, Ithram, Chira. The children of Isa, Bilhan, Zavan, Akan. The children of Dishan, Uz, Aram. The children, these are the names of the kings of Edom before Israel had her first king. King Bila, son of Dior from Dilhaba Dil in Edom, succeeded by King Jobab, son of Bozerah, Bozerah from the city of Bozrah, succeeded by King Husham from the land of Semanites, succeeded by King Hadad, son of Bedad, the leader of the first that defeated the army of Midian when it invaded Moab. His city was Aviv, succeeded by King Samla, from the Masreka, okay, from Masreka, succeeded by King Shaul, from Rehoboth, by the river, succeeded by King Baal Hanan, son of Archibald, succeeded by King Hadad, from the king of Baal. From King Hadad's wife was Mehitabel, daughter of Matred, and daughter and granddaughter of Mezahar. Here are the names of the tribes of Esau living in the localities named after themselves. The clan of Timna, the clan of Ava, the clan of Jephthah, the clan
clan of Oholibama, the clan of Elah, the clan of Pinon, the clan of Kinas, the clan of Tima, the clan of Nibza, the clan of Magdia, the clan of Aram. These then are the names of subtribes of Edom, each giving its name to the area it occupied. All were Edomites, descendants of Esau. Genesis chapter 37. So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan, where his father had lived. Jacob's son, Joseph, was now 17 years old. His job, along with his half-brothers, the sons of his father's, his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah, was to shepherd his father's flocks. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things he were doing. Now, as it happened, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph was born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob gave him a special gift, a brightly colored coat, or as the King James puts it, a coat of many colors. His brothers, of course, noticed their father's partiality and consequently hated Joseph. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream and promptly reported the details to his brothers, causing even deeper hatred. Verse 6, listen to this, he proudly announced. We were out in the field binding shields, and my shield stood up, and your shields all gathered around it and bowed low before it. So you want to be our king, do you? His brothers derided, and they hated him both for the dream and for his cocky attitude. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Listen to my latest dream, he boasted. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told his father, as well as his brothers. But his father rebuked him. What is this, he asked. Shall I indeed and your mother and brothers come and bow before you? His brothers were fit to be tied concerning this affair. But his father gave it quite a bit of thought and wondered what it all meant. One day, Joseph's brother took their father's flocks to Shechem to graze them there. A few days later, Israel, Israel called for Joseph and told him, your brothers are over in Shechem grazing the flocks. Go and see how they are getting along, and how it is with the flocks, and bring me word. Very good, Joseph replied. So he traveled to Shechem from his home at Hebron Valley. A man noticed him wandering in the fields. Who are you looking for? He asked. For my brothers and their flocks, Joseph replied. Have you seen them? Yes, the man told him. They are no longer here. I heard your brothers say they were going to Dothan. So Joseph followed them to Dothan and found them there. But when they saw him coming, recognizing him in the distance, they decided to kill him. Here comes that master dreamer, they exclaimed. Come on, let's kill him and toss him into a well. And tell father that the wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what will become of all his dreams. But Reuben hoped to spare Joseph's life. Let's not kill him, he said. We will shed no blood. Let's throw him alive into this well here. That way he will die without our touching him. Reuben was planning to get him out later and return him to his father. Hmm. So when Joseph got there, they pulled off his brightly colored robe and threw him into an empty well. There was no water in it. Then they sat down for supper. Suddenly they noticed a string of camels coming towards them in the distance, probably Ishmaelites, traders, who were taking gum, spices, herbs from Gilead to Egypt. Look there, Judah said to the others. Here come some Ishmaelites. Let's sell Joseph to them. Why kill him and have a guilty conscience? Let's not be responsible for his death. But after all, he's our brother, and his brothers agreed. So when the traders came by, 
His brothers pulled Joseph out of the well and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver. And they took him along to Egypt. Some time later, Reuben, who was away when the traders came by, returned to get Joseph out of the well. When Joseph was in there, he ripped at his clothes in anguish and frustration. The child is gone. And I, where shall I go now? He wept to his brothers. And the brothers killed the goats and spattered its blood on Joseph's coat and took the coat to their father and asked him to identify it. He found this in the field. They told him, is it Joseph's coat or not? The father recognized it as once. Yes, his son is my son's coat. A wild animal has eaten him. Joseph is without doubt turning pieces. Then Israel tore his garments and put on sackcloth and mourned for his son in deepest mourning for many weeks. His family all tried to comfort him, but it was no use. I will die in mourning for my son, he would say, and then break down and cry. Meanwhile, in Egypt, the trader sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was captain of the palace guard, the chief executioner. The Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Over to you, Esteemed Martins. Thank you very much, everyone. Happy anniversary. Wow, thank you so much, esteemed brother John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this wonderful privilege. Praise the Lord. At this point, we'll be going straight to the affirmation segment of today's meeting. And the affirmation is on the screen. Praise God. We start the affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I your name, I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, I your name, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. So at this point, I will kindly ask you to please unmute your mics as we take our formation by count of three. One, two, three. My name is Thank 
Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment. I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, please kindly don't omit your mind. Thank you. So our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Praise God. For I've received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Praise God. Precious Lord Jesus, we thank you. For your body that was broken, your blood was shed up for our righteousness. Thank you for the realities of the new creation that we enjoy today. Thank you, Lord God. For we know in all things, we are thankful. And even so now in the name of the Lord Jesus, as we break this bread, we affirm that we are one with Christ. In him we live, move, and have our being. We are knit together with him, one body, one spirit. His head is our head, his eyes are our eyes, his hands are our hands. If so be that Christ is in us and we are in him, intermingled, we affirm that no sickness shall dwell in our being, no, pay, no plague shall come near our dwelling, no pain in our bodies. And even now in the name of the Lord Jesus, if there be any, having one pain or the other, it came to pass. And even now, it is gone from you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Munza di, gadra di, grebe di, oze yande shela paradi. Gelai atasala o a Christ of radi jelanaigos ontaligrade. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, "This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come." As we drink this cup, as we eat this bread and drink this cup. We do show the beating, the bruises, the battering 
and the Lord Jesus Christ went through from Jerusalem to Golgotha. He was beaten that will never be beaten. He was shamed that will never be shamed. Pain was inflicted on him so that we will never be inflicted with pain. And even now, Sedaka, Brogodila, Allegros, O Shilan, Degredistis, Ele Paradila. We rise above every situation and challenge. For why he did all this, the Bible says that God raised him up. And right now he's seated in heavenly realms, far above all principalities, power, pain, dominion, might, and everything that was named. And we are seated together with him, seated together with him. We rule, we rule, we dominate. Because we are seated together with him. And even now as we take this cup, we affirm that we are above all, true and true, above all. Nothing can come against us and prevail. We are above all. Above all, above every matter. Kata Gida Groski, higher. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you. For that which you wrote through us. Thank you. Go ahead and take the cup even now. Oh, behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. The inner expectation of creation waits for the manifestations of the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God? Now do we subject creation to the dictates of God? Even today, everything falls in place. It falls in place, it does fall in place. Because the Holy Ghost has gone forth. Angels have been dispatched everywhere around the world. And glad tidings are they bringing by the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Sister Maka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you, everyone. And bon anniversary. At this point, I'll hand over to Sister George to goes through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you so much. Everyone, and have a beautiful day. Sister Joy. Ramatis, you're taking the next one. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's still the anniversary mood. Praise God. Okay, at this point. We are going to take another set of testimonies, praise the Lord. So I would like to know, um, is there anyone amongst us you'd like to share a testimony or two about what has been happening to you since you joined this group? You just have a minute to share that testimony. Please kindly raise your hand. The first to go up, you have a testimony you'd like to share. I've been part of this um, amazing group all year long. They are short, Barato Rondos. Please, can you kindly unmute and share your testimony? Praise God. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sister Amaka. 
Good morning, everyone. Okay, um, please, can I be heard? We can hear you loud and clear. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, I'm Pastor Shara Idama. I was invited last year by Sister Tina Banta. And although I have been um, attending, there were times that I do, I do miss uh, the devotion, but I noticed I, it, it is not, you know, now we're sharing our testimony of uh, how it has been when we joined. Amazingly, a day alone, day one, just attending day one as a first timer, I already had testimonies. I, I'll, I'll be specific. Um, I always look forward to the words with Sister Makadi, audacity, like she's so audacious. And when she speaks words, she's unapologetic. And those words really have, I have, I, I, I live, I'm that kind of person. Like there is nothing that is too big for me and I'm not apologetic about anything. Like I am always on the offensive. Then I always look forward to esteemed um, brother Martin, um, uh, the time of the communion and the time of uh, the prophecies, the words that you proclaim. Oh, I like, I always look forward to it because I always have a testimony because I always make work with the prophecies that you say for that day. Now I'll talk about a day like in the beginning of this year when you prophesy about um, bills being paid. Um, you were specific, you said the house rent. I don't know if, if maybe there was somebody else that was going through that challenge, but I was going through that challenge and I just seized the word and he said, everything paid. I know how it was sent for me then. It was really, I was panicking at that moment, but I have to keep to the, I always have to confess the word that I am calm, the money that coming. And when you did the word, I held on to it. And that day, I I had I had a testimony. I only realized I only realized the next day that yes, Esteem Brother Martin actually said this was so I started rejoicing over again. And this being um here has really been an amazing and this is where I feel the rapture. Thank you so much. Wow, thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Okay, um, I would like to find out if there's anyone amongst us you are worshiping with us for the first time. Today is your first time of being here. But you have um, someone who's celebrating her birthday. Whose birthday is today? Please kindly send a message on the chat room. Tell us if you're, in, if you're joining us for the first time or if your birthday is today or you know someone who's celebrating and you want us to pray for the person. Please kindly send a message on the chat room. Thank you. Okay, I can see Hebziba Onikonsola Morunfulu. You're welcome in the name of the Lord, invited by Sister Ella Adeyemi. Welcome. I can see today's the birthday of the friend of Sister Luam Desta. Her name is Eve. Happy birthday, Eve. Any other person? Any other person? Okay. Praise the Lord. Look at this. Okay, I can see. Yesterday was my nephew's birthday. His name is Shine Adebusoye. Congratulations, Shine. 
Look, at this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed Stamaka to pray for our first-timers and our birthday celebrants. Thank you, everyone, and have a beautiful day. Over to you. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Thank you, esteemed Brother John. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, esteemed Sister Grace, and we missed joyful joy this morning. Thank you so much. To also to all those who shared a testimony, who, who handled the segment today, who inspired us, Pastor Oini, thank you. Praise God. Happy birthday to all of the amazing celebrants. We see the names, we see all the posts on the chat room. Happy birthday to everyone. And we pray that the Lord's blessings rest upon them and upon their household their lives will be for glory, for beauty and for splendor, for influence and affluence for the kingdom in the name of the Lord Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. For those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are celebrating our first anniversary in two days. So you are joining us after one year. We're glad to have you join us. But it just means that you're here till the rapture, praise God. So we've been doing this for the last one year, every single day. And it's been an amazing journey. You heard the testimony of the sister who said that the very first day she joined, she was transformed, she was blessed. And that's the same testimonies that you would all have. If you've come, be consistent. I would say that the word of God beats you up and then it delivers to you your inheritance. But you have to show up for the building. You have to show up on a daily basis. We've defined this devotion to be a segment where so much happens in one hour, so much that is required of you as a Christian. You're required to intercede. It happens in that time. You're required to um, worship. It happens at that time. You're required to study the word of God, read your Bible every day, read your Bible, pray every day. You do it here in that hour. You know, you are required to, the Bible says, break bread. He said, do this often in remembrance of me. We break bread here every day. I saw Brother King's post. He said, I've broken bread joining this devotion more than I've done in my life since I got born again. It happens here. What are you talking about? You're required to affirm. We're talking about Rema for what today. We talk every day in this place. You must talk. Pauline affirmation, you will talk. Rhapsody confession, you repeat after us. So, so much that the Christian is required to do happens in that one hour. So you are welcome. You are welcome. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We've come to the end of today's day of Thanksgiving. We continue tomorrow and we said that all three days will end at 7.30. Thank you for staying with us and thank you for listening and for being blessed and for also for blessing us with your presence and with all of your testimonies. We see all of them in the chat room. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the kind words. God bless you. Praise God. All right. We've come to the end of today's devotion and I'm going to ask you to kindly unmute as we share the benediction. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. God. God in this sweet fellowship of Holy Spirit. In our and
Okay, so for those of you who are Haven Governors, I think including Assistant and Deputy Governors, if you are aware that there's a Governors Refreshers course going on with the President, it started at 7. Please ensure that you join immediately. God bless you. Enjoy your day, everyone. Love you.